0: Oh, my God. This is, like, getting worse and worse. My God. I I don't know. I think for the new year, I'm probably going to get a new laptop. We never get the first of anything that Apple puts out. I'm kind of disgusted with... Oh, my God. What's happening? I'm kind of disgusted with the the absence of the uh, CD, DVD port. But that hasn't been around for 10 years, which is how old the computer is. Does it change the fact that I'm here? Episode. V nine zero of the UG N- a- S- Robinson Show. Ah, my leg is killing me, I'll it a bit. A long one i i can't help it i can't help it I, I, it's all hey full speed ahead if the sink is off close your eyes it'll be like i'm 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 laying next to you in bed or something whispering sweet nothing uh listen v90 i am going to monomaniacally focus or as much as i can on Sports Affairs of the Day, that trend toward the rapey, McNuggety, Ben roethlisberg Greg Hardy, e e e e But before we do that, on a Eugene S. Robinson showstopper, Bob Riley going to sing the words that keep the song alive, keep the show alive since 2007 as various incarnations of forms and form factors. Intro, all of nothing, by Stigmata, from the Calling of the Just, still available on Revelation Records, look them up, they're in Huntington Beach, California, where in addition to shooting you to death at a nightclub, they will hit your car with a hammer. But first, first, listen to Bob, and listen well. With I could not see so clear, I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Being payback in full, always nothing. Ah, okay, my my minor friend. Uh, um, look what one of yous gave me. I don't know that he wants his name mentioned. I was gonna do a whole production thing where I got the diffuser, and I put the diffuser under the computer, and so that that smoke came up, you know, in the mist, cue the mist. But uh, the smoke diffuser started to uh, uh, broke, and it was liquid all over the place. And then there were too many, like Allen Ginsberg once said to me when he tried to kiss me, Dharma gates are endless, and there should be no barriers between you and me and this fine, fine joke and this wonderful Christmas present that I got my chris weidman i'm gonna rewrap dry ice yeah yeah where are you gonna get dry ice i gotta to go to the fishing supply store and then it gets to be difficult so i just told you what i was gonna do instead of actually doing it which is almost as good and chris weidman look look, look i'm gonna rewrap this and put it under one of my my hanukkah presents i'll put it under you know the yule by the yule log under the christmas tree but look at it doesn't it look all we need, we need those little like cartoon squirrels above his head, you know, whew, little X's and little cross crosses on his eyes, like I've been knocked out. And then we need his 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 pants to say instead of Reebok, we need the pants to say February. Anyway, anyway, uh, my friends, that's uh, that's a little maybe I'm I'm gonna uh, uh, call a call a, a, a time out on the levity for a bit, but first um let's go through a little housekeeping my non-commercial commercial commercial. i don't know what you think you've tuned into this is a eugene s robson show stomper the top of the hour i'm supposed to announce it i don't know why i don't know who people said it would be good for business (laughs) Uh, well he's dead now (laughs) and i wasn't a boy when he tried this so you know um yeah he was in the same issue of uh, the birth of tragedy magazine that i published with david Thorstadt. Who, uh, who used to be the head of the North American Man-Boy Love Association. And David Thorstadt's quote is what I used to kick off the piece. And the quote was, there isn't a boy right now in America who doesn't need a blowjob. And he may be right, but a- a- as a former boy, I really questioned about I, whether I needed it from a, the slavering, trembling lips of a uh, 55-year-old degenerate uh, or, you know, uh, contemporary. So, uh, but that's not what the show is about. Well, tangentially, the show is mostly about sex and sexual activity and the matrix of violence and uh, 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 power and cash. Uh, But first, I want to, speaking of cash, I want to get to the commercials. Pinko, 95, no, it's not, 95014 at yahoo.com is if you want to send me some uh, uh, cash to do this stuff. Uh I, I you know it's up to you. Patreon.com slash the stomper. But uh the money there has been going down, 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 down. And I don't know whether it's because some of you have been jumping over um or uh, not. Um I talked to one of you and you um I told you about my idea that that I was no that I was no longer gonna uh get rid of the ten dollar month deal for the phone call. But they suggested, and I'm submitting this to GroupThink, they suggested that $10 a month was too low uh, for a routine and regular phone call. Um, I don't know. Uh, Those of you who have been getting phone calls, let me know. Have you enjoyed them? Have you not enjoyed them? Is the price right? Is the price too low? Is it too high? doesn't make a difference. That's the end of my non-commercial commercial. commercial. This week also, this is a, is a, a plug. I have a piece uh, go, going into Ozzy, Ozy.com com uh, on me being groped on stage. It, it was occasioned by Maggie Rogers, this, a folksy female singer, who at the end of her entire set, she's playing an acoustic encore, and some guys in the audience thought it was probably the most clever thing they had thought of that day, which was to tell her to take her shirt off. And rather than deal with the situation at that time, like I would have, she uh tweeted the next day and said how how a- upset and angry and hurt she was that even at her own show, she's gotta put up with garbage like that. So in response to that, I wrote this piece about me getting groped at a show, sort of. And it was very funny in the staff meeting where they talked about it, they said, Well, you gotta, you know, you gotta have photos. I can't imagine somebody didn't take photos of it. I go, yeah, I took photos, but I think I think cooler heads prevailed and I decided to not run the actual photos of the actual event with the piece. And uh, uh, they said to me, oh, Eugene, oh, surely you can't be. Uh, and I said, I don't think the entire Aussie reading audience is ready, prepared, or interested in seeing my penis and testicles being s- fisted by this uh, g- soon-to-be-knocked-out guy's uh, 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 you know, errant hand. And that pretty much concluded the meeting, leading me to believe that I need to conclude every meeting that way. Uh, but that piece is coming. It'll be tweeted out. If you don't want to hunt and peck through it, through Ozzy.com, it'll be tweeted out through at, the at symbol, Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. If you follow me, follow me there, you'll find it. If you're already a Facebook friend, I'll post it. Um, outside of that, I can't think of any other way to, to get it to you. I can hand deliver it to your house, but that'll be relatively pointless. So that's what I got coming up this week. In addition, uh, Tuesday night, we're back uh, back on schedule. We got If I Did It, uh and uh if the shoes fit, it follow followed immediately by Monday night. Um <clears throat> Monday night uh or Monday afternoon, care don't care is gonna run and Steph uh double back on me and and covered my exorable picks from the la- the UFC uh, uh Brazil. Uh, which I thought I'd get away from having to face face the music on since I was in Jamaica, man. And that's indeed, in fact, where I was, Jamaica. I never tell you where I'm going before I go, because I don't want you to break into my house. I'll tell you where I've been after I've gone, all right? That's, that's the name of that, dude. That's You can put that in your pipe and smoke it, bro. And listen, uh, listen. <laughs> That ties into the theme. This is all circular because that was a line from Beretta as, as, as sung by, as, as spoken by Robert Blake. Also one of the little rascals also played Beretta also in lost highway as, as a devil or some devil like character. Um, one of my favorite actors ever. Uh, Robert Blake also in the onion field in cold blood. Um, so anyway, Jamaica, I think I already talked about it on the last show. I'm not sure, but it, it, that's not the issue. The issue is I, I got a, uh, a Thanksgiving tweet, which was a clever bit of timing, stage management, and PR ability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. The whole lifestyle thing. Right? That's not what this show is about. This show is about more serious things. So a... Um, Get a Thanksgiving tweet. And you got to know, you got to know that there that there was no, absolutely nothing accidental about the release of this information. Uh, uh, and, you know, very clearly that I'm speaking about the McNuggets fight, the Conor McGregor fight in January. Conor McGregor said he's fighting in January. We poured fucking shit on that. And I don't know if you know what a pick is in basketball. I'm sure you do much better than I do. A pick was set by the DNA test coming back uh, negatory for his uh, possible uh, 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 father paternity of a woman who he was uh, uh, photographed with his hand up her skirt. I don't know. Maybe that's how they greet each other in Dublin. I don't know. But that pick was enough for the bald one in the oopsy to say, why not? The way these cases crawl to justice in Ireland, and remember, there's an eight percent. There's an eight uh, percent uh, uh, conviction rate. Eight percent. That means, and you don't have, don't. Have, this is not funny math. That means out of all of the people who were raped, who 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 had who had the emotional wherewithal to go to the courts and say, I was raped. You know what that means? That means out of all those people, be that number, 100, 200, 1,050, only 8% of the malefactors in those instances went to prison. We're not even talking about falsely accused. We're just talking about a a random sampling of 100. That means, do you realize, do you realize, you know how many shoplifters, you know what the conviction rate for shoplifters at 7-Eleven is? I love hanging out at 7-Eleven. Some people might look at it as a cry for help, but with its transient population of people coming and going, I've had some of my best lonely meals at 7-Eleven. I guarantee you the conviction rate is higher than 8%. How about for involuntary manslaughter? I've got family members who've gone to prison for involuntary manslaughter, defending an abused woman, jumped in front of her, much larger man, fell on the knife, Guy called the cops right away, figured easy. Case closed. He was beating her up, ran to attack her, tripped as he came for me, fell on the knife I had in my hand. He went to jail for six years. Involuntary manslaughter. They took that crime seriously. So the pick that was set by the paternity case, which was a scintilla of doubt about the sexual comportment of Mr. Connor McNuggets was enough for the oopsie to say, listen, if we wait for the slow grinding wheels of justice in Ireland, this will be five years down the road. You know, look, I feel terrible about what happened to these women, plural. I feel terrible. What, what happened to these women, plural, but you know, it's an ill win that doesn't blow somebody some good. I got McNuggets over a barrel. He'll take whatever terms I'm willing to give him. It allows him to launch a PR offensive. That will play to his good favor later in addition to buying the houses for the, for the wayward girls like he's done, which as far as I'm concerned, is just a case of grooming. And it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Can't you see? Can't you see? that for everybody who has got a vested financial interest in the oopsie, it's a win-win. Greg Hardy, it's a win-win. In fact, all of the men who have been accused of sexual improprieties, it's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win-win. And don't think I'm sitting here, a guy with four sisters. Um, Yeah, yeah, well, he, let, let's let, let's back up a bit. The Uzi doesn't give a fuck about anybody except things with ding, ding, ding. The dollar signs. That's what businesses do. This is the naked face of capitalism. uh, Competition is a life is a lifeblood of trade, fellas. Let's see some competition. Let's see some blood. That was like an old 1900s editorial cartoon. Never forgot it. And don't think I'm one of those people who shitting all over capitalism. You know, capitalism, if we tie it into Rene Girard's violence in the sacred, capitalism is a perfect stage on which to play out the sacrificial crisis, by which periodically there's a massive bloodletting, a la Bastille Day, uh, Haitian Revolution, 1792, I think, or no, 1962, uh, well, it depends. 1792, you know, when the when the Jamaicans got rid of uh, uh, the, the colonial oppressors, uh, uh, oppressors, capitalism needs a periodic readjustment. It's had it. I'm not kidding. It's had it everywhere. It is. It's a. It's it's not a great system. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the it, it's the best system we have. And it, it's the best system we have. Yeah, yep. It's the best system we have for a very simple reason that it doesn't have any any high flown ideals about it <laughs> you know you don't have to you don't have to around worried about what your worth is uh, <laughs> you know like we have oh she's an 8 or he's a he's a he's a solid 10 he's no 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 all of us right now within earshot of my voice know something very simple you probably have a vague sense of how much cash you have in the bank, and that's what you're worth. You probably have a sense of how much your paycheck was today, and that's what you're worth. You probably have you know, have a pretty good future sense, five years, 10-year plan, 15-year plan, about what you're going to get with what you're worth to know what you're worth. However, two weeks I spent on the road, Two weeks debating whether or not murder was wrong or bad. In the end, we came up with the conclusion that a society that turns a blind eye to murder is fundamentally an unstable society and fails at the most basic tenet of a society, which is to perpetuate itself. And so I turn around on the violence against women issue. Based on the amount the, the amount of, of nut jumpers that have been uh, 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 filtering through, you know, I don't know what they expect. Maybe they're used to dealing with mermaids. I don't know what they expect, but some guy is like calling me a moron. It's like, oh, man, I hate you, and I'm glad you're here. I started talking about his anus right away. The guy deleted the – and I was like, hey, I sent him a friend request. Well, you don't want to be my friend? Huh? You what? You feel a little bit uncomfortable that I'm discussing your brown eye, your round hole, your anus. Now that makes you uncomfortable. I'm six thousand miles away. How could it make you uncomfortable? Imagine it if it was at the table next to you at the bar. Imagine I was rolling with members of Team Serrao, and we were all joking about your anus. Hey, you know what the Brazilians say? The drunk man's anus belongs to the world, you know? Suddenly, you'd feel kind of uncomfortable, right? A little bit uncomfortable. Listen, let me tell you a brief story. There's this woman named Kay. I thought she was really hot. I really liked her. And I was working as a cashier at a fast health food store called Dennis's. It was on like 18th Street and 5th Avenue. I've told you bits and pieces of this story before. And that the place. Keep in mind, we're talking about the late 70s, New York. This was a hotbed of sin. They made us wear like these French cut T-shirts. I was this bodybuilding, you know, this bodybuilding uh, uh, teenager. And I say, "Uh, you want some natural tea? Woman says, yes. I I say, "Uh, would you like honey, brown sugar with that? She goes, maybe you could just stick your finger in it. As a 17 year old, I'm happy that these women were all sex offenders. Nothing I could do about that. What can I say? I was happy. But I liked this girl named Kay. Kay was a college girl. She was smart. She liked art. She liked cool music. One day, Kay wasn't there. I'm going to sidetrack. One Another woman comes up to me and says, I'm a chemist. Go, okay. And she goes, you know, if you take this type of styrofoam that you guys are using and put citrus on it, it makes a poisonous compound. Look at the plate that you gave it to me on and the plate had already burned through. I go, oh my God, this is terrible. I run back into the manager's office. Howard was his name. I say, Howard, my God, you know, this woman, she came in, she was a chemist, and Howard's just sitting there looking at me. He's like, yeah. I go, it's it's gonna turn to poison. we have going poison the people who are coming to the natural health food store. He's like, yeah. I go, what do you mean? Yeah, This this is like, this is like, this is probably bad for business. And he says to me, he goes, uh, you know, I got a fucking storeroom full of forty thousand in these plates. What the fuck do you expect me to do? Calculation. Let's see some life blood. Let's see some tra- let, 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 competition's life blood of trade. Let, let's see some trade. Let's see some blood. He's not dumping forty thousand because somebody might get poisoned. It's a calculated risk, just like that 737. It's, that the computer system's kind of screwy on it. Well, if the plane goes down, whatever, we'll pay out. It'll be cheaper than fixing everything now. These are calculations. They're not accidental calculations. They're real calculations that people make all the time. And if you don't think the bald one and the oopsie apparatchiks are out there with their fingers in the air testing this, you're absolutely, totally wrong. Why do you think, out of all the tweets I've sent uh, uh, McNuggets way, not a single one I'm a MMA, I'm one of the oldest MMA journalists on the planet. Been covering the UFC, documented in GQ back in 1997. And I was already writing for Grappling Magazine well before then, uh, probably after UFC 3. Not a single response. Not a single response. Well, we, that's okay. I don't need a response from McNuggets. But the PR advice here is, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. Maybe this shit will just go away. And when that paternity test provides a pick, it allowed them a straight shot to that fucking fight in January. And it's not like they were out on a limb here. Ben Roethlisberger had his bodyguard stand in the door while he did whatever he did. Listen, what? And you don't think I'm sitting here like an SJW. I had a friend. I got something in my eye. I had a friend who decided that it would be a good idea to go into a restroom and, and, and do uh, some sort of narcotics with a female friend of his. Now, he had been telling this female friend for a very long time, I got to get with you, baby. Oh, baby, yeah, baby. She said, "I got a boyfriend. I got. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and me. I'm talking about the two of us together. I, I, your boyfriend's a great guy, but this is this is something magical. It's mystical. It's about you and me." And she's, "Oh, stop it! You're just being so silly. You, okay? Right? Hey, you let's go to the bathroom. Great." And then so we we go. Oh, I mean, my friend goes <laughs> into the bathroom. And they could, he he consumes his narcotic and in the burst of love and, and and ebullience and the and the and the fine feeling that comes from the best narcotics that that, that london can bring you he goes in for the kiss and the grab <laughs> a grab and a kiss and she pushes him away and runs upstairs but it, he wasn't chasing because he saw for something in her eyes something that distressed him for that moment my friend he saw a real fear. Why? Why? Oh! 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 But oh, oh. I'm not that guy. What this is? What that? So l- later, my friend actually wrote her. He goes, "Hey, hey! Wait a minute. Am I that guy? Because my friend, at that, after that, acted like nothing happened." And although he didn't, there was no punitive. There were to that final, ultimate rejection. There was no punitive measure. He hired her often. He hired her he, uh, often and and early. Lucrative jobs her way. Fuck okay. it. That's what it took for him to understand real fear and fleeing. I mean, what I wish my what my friend wishes he had said is, listen. Um, You know, you don't have to act like you like me to get, well, I'll give you the work no matter what. In other words, you know, if I'm saying I'm going to, if my friend was saying that he was going to put it to you and you just go, no, 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 that's not, that's not the game I play. Boom. Done. But I didn't like the look. And there's not a repeat. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be telling the story about my friend if I thought there was a, even a distinct possibility that somebody else would go. You know what? No. Nah, well, what about that, that You know, and you did, and there's a whole chorus. And certainly, my level of celebrity doesn't warrant. But we're talking about somebody. A friend of mine won an Emmy, and the, he said to me, "You know, Eugene, the funny thing about winning an Emmy is that everybody wants to have sex with you. Everybody, like everybody." I, I don't think most prost- prostitutes hate their customers. It's not been uh, not been my experience. I mean, most prostitutes hate bad customers like any other job. You're a good customer. People love you. They love to see good customers, whether, whether it's in the taqueria, the pizza parlor, the car shop, doesn't make a difference. But it is pretty clear that a certain level of celebrity will gains vouchsafe you increased access to sexual contact of your, of your choice. But these names that come up—Ben Roethlisberger, Conor McGregor, Kevin Spacey—because just because a guy's gay doesn't mean he's not he's not a line stepper. Andy Dick. The reason why they come to our attention is because Bill Cosby is because they have a taste for something. They have a taste like the elephants in the zoo in Oakland who were depressed when they just put the food on the ground, and whose quality of life improved when the food was hidden because they're foragers. There is some, there is some some, some sublingual some kind of primal brain shit happening with these cats where what they need and what they're interested in it somehow serves their 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 psychosocial narrative. That they not it must not be given. In other words, it must not be given because it won't be shared. It must be taken. It must be taken. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> why are we hearing about this multiply? The computer's burning up. Sorry. And also, I'd like, to, I'd like to dedicate this show. Let me I, I would be remiss right now. I'm going to take a few minutes here. Give me a few seconds. Uh, I'm going to dedicate this show to um, to a great guy. <clears throat> Served in World War II. His name, uh, his favorite fighter was Anderson Silva. His name was John Philip Vitti. He just died. He was from Rochester, New York, half Sicilian, half Italian was a big fan of the show from knuckle up days. Uh, And uh, you know, for, for some of these people, listen, you know, veterans day, Memorial day. It's not a, you talk about Nazis. This guy was actually in the mix. So this show V90 is for him. Yep. So they clearly have a predilection for antisocial antisocial sexual behaviors, Ben Roethlisberger had to had to walk by half a dozen willing coeds before he got the one that was drunk enough to stumble into the bathroom stall with him. Ben Roethlisberger then had to ignore the look of obvious fear on her face when she realized that Ben Roethlisberger didn't want to go in the bathroom just to get her phone number so maybe they could have a date later. He probably also passed half a dozen women who would be completely down with bathroom stall piss sex. But what did they do? Well, time is the best pick of all. How much does a quarterback have? Well, Joe Montana played until he was in his mid-40s, right? Berger had the luxury of time. They could put that guy on ice for a bit, He gets some surgery, get himself taken care of, lay low for three or four years, and then bring him back. Depending on the position you play in football, totally possible. Where it's not possible, combat sports. You name one fighter fighting today that could do with five years out of his career in order to rehab a public image. They don't have the time. And time... Is, is is money. No, nah, they're talking. Oh, take a drink. Poster fell. They're talking about bringing Nick back. And the tattoo I got yesterday was from former MMA fighter um, uh, uh, Luke Stewart. Strike force fighter. And now these days, mostly he's training. He's either training with Hal or with Jake Shields. Or he's up at 209 training with those guys. And I asked him about, uh, about uh, uh, he's been on the, he was on the on knuckle up before. I know mean, he's not been on Show Stomper. He's the reason why my leg is swollen and sting like fucking I'm walking funny from the tattoo. So um, he says that uh, he doesn't think Nick has lost a lot of steps. I tend to disagree. But I haven't seen him. I'm not training with him in Lucas. Luke's got no reason to lie to me. I take him at his word. I take him at his word. But the reality of it is, you know, I can't think of a single fighter. Uh I can't think of a single fighter who could take a five year hiatus and then come back and actually face the young Turks that wanna that want that want what he's got. Yeah, that's a that's a real thing. So, and and let me tell you, the weed of of 2019 is way different from the weed from 1976, which is when I smoked weed for the first time. Can you believe that? How many of you were born in 1976? Me and Stuyvesant Park smoking bunk weed, floor sweepings, you know, a, a broom, 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 broom pieces. Anyway, the point is, I'm kind of meandering. The point is that that there's a calculation that was done that people are just going to shrug and go, eh, eh, eh. You know, there's a guy, and I'm not going to name this guy. Um, Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a good pick. Um, There's a guy. Let's see how close I can get without actually naming the guy. Uh, I I, I just got to tell a story. This guy comes from a family of three. Uh, His oldest sister is a year older than me. He is a year younger than me. And his younger sister is about four years younger than him. Uh, The family moved around a lot when they were growing up. And one day in the 1980s, so if you figure in the 1980s, I was like 27, the older uh, sibling said at Thanksgiving dinner, apropos, the younger sister blurted out that the brother had systematically raped her for a year. All right, so the family was in an uproar. I think the mother's first comment was, well, she always was a sexy little girl. They have never really gotten their lives together uh, by speaking specifically of the youngest sibling. And at a the family stuck together as families do, they have nowhere else to go. And uh, at one, at another dinner in which the youngest sister who has spent as little time around the raping brother as possible in the intervening years was not there. And they were talking about her and they said, well, she hasn't actually been able to get her shit together. And the younger brother was like, yeah, she's always there, she's never had her shit together. Forgetting about the significant role that he might've played in her not having her shit together. The point of this story was that in his mind, in his mind, this story doesn't bear 30 years of being taken to the woodshed over. It was just a year. It was just, you know, maybe it was 14 times. Maybe it was 15 times. It wasn't that big of a deal to him. I never think of things that way. No, I never think of things that way. Uh, uh uh you mean the rape victim's brother was probably about 13 and uh so his his sister was about 8 Now I think about things from the point of view of uh the person being chased by the crowd. I think about things from the point of view of uh, the guy getting kicked down the stairs while people laugh. I think about things from the point of view of the guy who's surrounded by six Puerto Ricans on a tenement stairwell in 1981, and they all have knives. Donna Shalala that on my own show. I've told you that story before. That's what I think about. I think about somebody who's gone out for a night of fun and looks over and goes, oh my gosh, there's a celebrity. I've done that. I've looked across the room, and I've seen the guy who played the assassin in Scarface. I've looked across the room. I've seen Michelle Pfeiffer. Same movie, different places. I've looked across the room. I've seen Gary Oldman. And these are people who I like. I've looked across the room, see Will Ferrell. I see uh, Benicio Del Toro. Or I sat and had lunch with... With uh, 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 with uh, 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 Allen Ginsberg. And who is the cat? The Italian, little Italian cat he hung out with all the time. Who is also uh, Gregory. Uh, oh, those of you who know your beat history. Gregory. What? What's his name? Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. And and, you know, repeated passes were made at me by Ginsberg. uh it was fine. Why well, did I didn't feel physically threatened? I, I could probably take take it. Imagine a universe where in addition to this, you felt physically threatened. You see somebody, you know, oh, it's cool. They're coming over to talk. This is documented. I'm just repeating stuff I've read. I wasn't there that night. Gregory Corso. Thank you, sir. Oh, take another drink. The poster fell again. Love those guys. And they say, come on, we're having a good time. I'm dancing on the table with a cardboard cutout of my face on my face. Isn't this fun? You say, it'll be a laugh. At least it'll be a story I can tell my friends. Hey, we're going upstairs now. You know, the bar, last call. We're going to, the party's going to continue. You should come on up. There's an Oxbow song where I I use that line very specifically. When that front door slam and that back door lock, And it's just you and him and his lumpy cock. Playtime is over. Because what I signed on for and what you signed on for were very fucking different things. And so that's what I'm focused on. And when I read these stories about Jeffrey Epstein and I remember, I remember, um, uh, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember uh being fifteen in New York City and being set upon by a wide variety of degenerates who wanted probably exactly what I wanted. They just wanted it from me and I wanted it from contemporaries or older women, which was my, my preference. Clue that guy, why not? I I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna name him. Guy's old at this point. Say, hey, you come to my place, I'll give you $500. You're a big muscle guy. You beat me up, you can drip hot wax on my body, it will be great. You know what I found out later? I, I turned it down. But for a 15 year old, $500 is a sizable sum of money. He said, We could be someplace 20 minutes from now doing that. I said, Huh? I wonder where that guy lived. We had this conversation on 12th Street. That guy lived on 12th Street. Why do you think it would take 20 minutes for him to go? essentially 25 yards from where we were if that's what he was really interested in doing because it would take 25 minutes for him to get some dudes in the closet. It would be 25 minutes for him to get something to put into my drink. It would be 25 minutes of playing the game the way the game shouldn't be played. Fine. That's interpersonal. That's one-on-one. You know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. But now we're talking about a multi-million dollar corporate conglomerate that owns the rights to the likeness and that put a lot of money into this guy and intends to get a lot of money out, especially now that he's bent over a barrel. And where do you think they're going to get that money from? Where do you think they're going to get that money from? Now, if if, if they felt really fucking confident, that would be a headlining fight. McNuggets would step right back into the shoes that he once left, and that fight would be a head. would be a main card fight, but they're not going to do it like that. They're going to Trojan horse it. They're going to Trojan horse it on 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 a larger fight because that starts to that starts to minimize constituencies. So, well, I don't want to watch that fight, but I watch the other fight. Well, I don't really want to see him. I'm going to go to the kitchen when I'm going to to protest. by not? You know, well, there are a lot of other good fights in the card and and all the commentators and Hojogin and the the mermaid. They'll all talk around it. The mermaid, rape apologist extraordinaire. Is his his child a, a female child? I don't remember. I don't know if I ever knew this. He is paying into a bank account that he will get paid out of later. I guarantee you 100%. So there are lots of excuses. Or alternatively, we could say, well, you know, the company guy, uh, Cerrone, he's going to put it. We'll finally see what, we, what we've what we been needing to see, you know, McNuggets get beaten. Or we've actually seen that already. I've seen Khabib beat him. I've seen uh, Nate Diaz beat him. Win or lose, that's not the issue. The UFC is in the is in the is in the PR repair business now. To what end? Because they have calculated largely that people don't give a shit. You know, my whole goal as a father has been single-handedly to attempt to to delude my daughters into thinking that if something terrible happened to them, that I wouldn't bring down the harshest sanction on the person who did it. In other words, I've tried to radiate calm, collected, sensible dad thinking instead of the real thinking that I have, which is sense, savage jungle hatred against those that would trespass against me and mine. There's a there's a great if you if you did follow my directions from last week and went to check out Crime Faces. There's a guy in McDonald's where it all goes down, who is uh, he said, he stops and says has a ha- it's a fascinating bit of video. He stops and says something to uh, this Latino woman who's sitting at a table um, with her child or something, and the commentary says that maybe it was it was you know that he was giving her uh, a. Kisses with his eyes. I mean, it's a very funny commentary. But then the husband is there, the father of a child, her man, whatever, and you can't hear what he's saying. But he's like, "What happened?" And then she does this thing like she, it's really. I have I've had to, and it's only there are a couple of Crime faces pages, and there's one where there's a longer clip where you can see it, and she does this really amazing thing, which is like it's it's a very subtle gesture, but in the gesture you can see her what she's saying is. I deal with this shit all the time. Just don't forget it. But then at the end of whatever she's evoking in this in this bit of real acting, take another drink. The poster fell again. I'm going to leave it now. She kind of goes like this with her hand. Like, so this happens to me all the time. But then right toward the end of it, she shoots him a look like a, it's like a second. Like, and that look said to me, "You're going to fucking do something. Are you going to do something? What the fuck do I have you around for if you're not going to do something? I got to deal with this shit all the time by myself. Now that you're here, what? You gave me this kid. What? you take us to McDonald's? That's it? And just as fast, the husband got it. The guy, this is a, a glitch. The guy takes off his coat and comes back. And he, he's ha- he comes back with his fist ball, but his hands had at, at his waist, which is fucking stupid. And the father and the husband knocks him the fuck out. Not only does he knock him out, Banzai! <laughs> he bends over him, and as, as a commentator on Crime Faces says, tucks him in. Three or four unanswered shots to the, to the unconscious face of the malefactor. And then he takes his shoes off and throws him across the restaurant as a nice touch. That's the kind of shit that I do. Loved it. And then the wife stands up. He goes over to the counter to get some tissues. It looks like his hand is bleeding. And, wife, and they get the baby. And they leave the restaurant. So what, what I've tried to kind of radiate to my kids is that I'm not the kind of father who would do that. I don't think... You know, your kids are spies. They've grown up with you. They know. I don't think I've successfully fooled my kids into believing oh, I'm not that type of guy. And as a consequence, my daughters who have been all doing martial arts since they were four years old, MMA, always wrestling, kickboxing, boxing, jujitsu since they were were little. They still have kept stuff from me. Stuff has to. Sometimes it trickles back, and then I've tried to track guys down on Instagram. I say, hey, what's what was that guy's name? The guy, the guy that the they called you the bitch thing. And you know, my middle kid went to that country western show, you know, with her friends, and some guy called her a nigger. And I was like, man, would you recognize that guy again if you saw him? <laughs> Just trying to... <laughs> So I personalize it. I personalize it. I personalize it. So, the long point, long point short. How are you supposed to feel watching that prick fight on this card? If I was going to come over to your house for dinner, and I was like, say, I'm going to bring a friend of mine. Nah, he's cool, man. He's had some troubles in the past, but he's an all right guy. And you say, well, what what do you mean he's had some troubles in the past? Well, you know, he tried to kidnap a woman. She was some, you know, bottle girl at a restaurant. Tried to, you know, force his penis in her mouth in his car. She got out. She got away, man. And then the other woman, he was accused of, you know, anally raping her. I, I don't know if it happened, man. I wasn't there, you know. Um, and then he punched the old man out. That was on video, and he paid that guy. You know, he served his time. He's an all right guy. He's a funny guy. This is not a guy you want in your house. This is not a guy you want around your kids. This is for fuck sure not a guy you want around. Uh, I, I would hope. I, I, you know, listen, there are certain things in life. You ever, As, as, a, as a young person, you ever imagine what your future would hold? Like I, I, I always, I um, um. Yeah, good. Have him, have him hang out with your sister, if he's innocent till proven guilty. Have him hang out with your sister. Have him hang out with your mother. Have invite him to stay at your place there up in the Bronx. Cool. Just like the Dave Chappelle character said, I don't think Michael Jackson did it. He goes, would you have him babysit your kids? The hell no. We know we're having this discussion because something is not right. I mean, you know, they're gold, they're gold diggers out there. So was the guy who got his phone smashed? Was that guy, was that guy a, a gold digger? Was the old man who was sitting there didn't want to have any proper 12 piss? Was that guy who got punched? Was that guy a gold digger? Through circumstance. What about the woman whose hand he had up her skirt? Now, now clearly, she really got pregnant, which means that she really had sex with somebody. She really had unprotected sex with somebody. She really had unprotected sex with somebody around the same time she had unprotected sex with Conor McGregor. It was reasonable to assume deep pockets law that maybe the deepest pockets were responsible. He could have eliminated that confusion early by saying, let's have a let's have a paternity test. He didn't even have to fucking play that game. He could have he's he's, he's been photographed with the kid before, change a diaper. You know how much DNA is in poop? Enough. Yep. Yep. So I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm going to do like I'm, I'm going to do like 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 Prince did. They Prince was married for a bit of time and his wife, Maite, I think her name was, got pregnant and um, um, he, he got pregnant and she lost the kid. You know, plenty of pregnancies, they, they get flushed in the, the first trimester. But I think this was relatively late that she had a miscarriage, and and subsequent to this miscarriage, you know, I, like a friend of mine who had it was in a similar situation. He thought that he had dodged a bullet that God had sent him a message, and he was going to use that as an out, because the first nine months of a man's first pregnancy, his mind is full of uh, um, uh, um, his mind is full of all kinds of panics that he's never had. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it postpartum panic. If you see that somewhere else, you know it was invented here. And I've seen I've tracked a steady diet of Charles Stewart in Boston, who shot his pregnant wife and then said black dudes did it. I know guys who have developed gambling problems. I know a guy who took a contract out you know, on his wife, his name Lewis was his name, on his wife, which was dangerous because Lewis's wife was mafia-affiliated. I'm getting to that. Who finances what? So Prince says, "I'm out, I'm gone." And then they asked him on some talk show about his marriage, and he says, "I'm going to treat that like I, like I like to treat other things I don't like, other things that uh, other things that make me unhappy." And the interviewer goes, hey, "What's that?" He goes, "Like it never happened." That is the only way that you can watch that fight in the mid-January. You you have to make believe, like, all that shit, that all those accusations were baseless. And, I, and I'm using the rule of 100 on here. I've, I've applied this to my to some of my friends when we talk politics these days. 100%. 100%. 100%. Look around you at the vast panoply of people you know and show me one person who's been 100% straight with you. And it's not always, you know, the Hitler was Hitler's secrets. You know, it, it's not always intentional. In the course of the keep us sharing secrets and me keeping secrets from you and secrets about future events as yet unknown. It's not always that I'm lying. It could be just that I'm telling you stuff that doesn't come true. We don't know. We don't know. And as long as I don't know, I can't have that guy in my house. I can't have that guy around my three daughters. I can't have that guy around my four sisters. I can't have that guy around my wife. I can't have that guy around any woman I care about. And I care about a lot. So what kind of car did they put, put, did they put McNuggets on? Did they put them on a card that needed help? Did they put them on a card that was going to make money no matter what? What kind of card, what kind of solid are they trying to throw a Conor McNuggets? What kind of solid? What kind of good deed are they trying to do for Mr. Creepo? Well, let's take a look. Let's take a look. It is January 18th. Oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. That is the main card which means they do not have any confidence at all. It's in Vegas, uh, 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 January 18th. They don't have any confidence at all that this dude is not going to sink a fucking ship, stink up the whole joint. Who's on the card? Andre Feeley, Sadiq Youssef, Claudia Godella, Alexa Grasso, Alex Oljanik, Maurice Green. Roxanne Motiferi, Macy Barber, Grant Dawson, Chaz Skelly, Nazrat, Haps Parabra, and Drew Dober, Diego Fashera, and Anthony Pettis, Tim Elliott, and Ashkar, Ashkenoff, and headlined by fucking McNuggets and Cerrone. You know what this fight is? This fight is a finger in the air testing the water. <laughs> well, I'm mixing metaphors here. Testing the waters to see about the continued sellability of McNuggets. And I for one am not paying for the fight. In fact, I'm not going to talk about the fight. This is the last time you're going to hear me talk about this fight. I won't mention it on if I did it. I won't discuss it on care don't care. If they insist on if they insist on talking about it on care don't care, I will go silent in the discussion of it. On care don't care. I will not talk up the undercard fights, the early prelims or the prelims. As far as I'm concerned, like Prince, January 18th, yep, January 18th is something I'm just going to make believe never happened. It's a shit card. It shows that they're sensitive to it. Do you think that they want to, who, do you think they want to put Israel on, the side, on that same card? No. Do you think that they want to load on by putting Greg Hardy on that card? They don't even want to do that. They did put uh, Team Gangbang on there, one of the Lloyd Irvin cats on there, but no, who knows that, right? I mean, I, you know, I can't. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. You know, I can't. Sorry. I just can't. I can't. I can't. And you know why? Because I've always identified with the fucking underdog. In fact, my whole life is a testament, a created testament to my desire to have to identify, to be able to identify at at a distance whilst preparing myself to not be that. And I've heard that from a lot of of fighters. I mean, you could imagine, you could imagine that I was a pretty enough kid. If I was a pretty enough kid so that up until the age of 13, people sometimes still confuse me for a girl. Which was not pejorative in my mind since I had sisters and everything. It never bothered me. But I had a taste of it. You don't know what it's like when there are a crowd of people chasing you. Well, I I don't know what it's like either, frankly, because I have not run from a crowd of people. I stood and fought, which is how I ended up in the hospital, which is how I ended up with showing up at Stanford with my my left ear sticking out like a wing. And people going, what's that stuff on your face? I go, blood? Ah." Guy jammed a broken bottle in the side of my head. I beat him till he was unconscious. Kujins ran to the gas station, came back with a German shepherd and wrenches. It was a melee. And then when the doctor sewed my head shut, he made this ear tiny. It's much smaller than the other one. So I have consistent problems with this ear. Can't put earbuds in. Got to get it cleaned periodically. One guy slowed his car down. I mean, I'm fist fighting the middle of a, a six-lane six lane expressway. <laughs> One guy slowed his car down and said, hey, leave him alone against guys with baseball bats, broken, broken bottles, and, and wrenches and uh, uh German shepherds from the gas station from whence they had come. Well, wow. so look, maybe we're wrong. Maybe they had it out for dude in Dublin. Maybe these three cases were cases of mistaken identity. Maybe he, maybe he got coked up like that friend of mine, and he just, he just grabbed an ass, and then he saw fear in somebody's eyes, and he backed off, and realized, oh my god, I become that guy. Maybe, maybe, but you know, <laughs> let's look at the record, which is what they do in court, which is why that family member of mine who went to prison for six years for involuntary manslaughter, I'm very. I, I'm upset with his lawyer. So my daughters tell me that somebody uh, uh, that somebody uh, trespass against them, and I beat this person to within an inch of their life. Like I said, when I was a kid, there's certain things I always imagined would happen. Uh, I imagine I would drive a cool car, you know. I, I you know, I mean, Superfly framed my existence. Baddest bitches in the bed. I thought. I thought, and largely, I've attained. But there was one like small dark fact, and that small dark fact was I somehow didn't imagine that I would get out of this life without murdering another human. I don't know why how that happened. I'm talking about being three or four years old, and even four, four or five, maybe. And even having that thought, I remember thinking. But it would have to be somebody who was trying to hurt me. Of course, you expand that definition as you get older to include to include you and yours, you know. Yeah, there is still time, and I'm mindful of that. when I get into when I get into um when I get into street fights with guys, and I guess when when was the last scuffle I got into um. I oh, I'd have to say probably in uh, Brussels, right? Yeah, that's one thing I hope I never do too, but if I if it happens it'll have to be because the person really deserved it. So, you know, there's a possibility I've been accused of stuff that I haven't done. I wrote an article uh uh for about it on Aussie, you know. Um uh uh on the what I call on the wrong end of a rape accusation or ex-girlfriend of mine trying to up herself and seem like she was super desirable in front of a common friend of ours who was a, a ra- comedy writer for um, Saturday Night Live. She probably said, oh, Eugene was just here. He practically raped me. But that's not what my friend heard. And then he told his friend who told me. And when I got on the phone, I was like, hey, they just said you said I raped you. She goes, well, it wasn't very good. I go, you gotta understand, it's a big difference. And then when I rewrote the article, I contacted her today, 30 years later, and said, I'm not going to use your real name in the piece, but I feel like I want to write this piece. What do you have to say? And she apologized. She goes, I've been in therapy for years, you know, um, but I was doing crazy shit like this, and I'm sorry, but, you know, I realize how, how wrong it is. I should have just said that it was a bad night. There's no better I, I, I mean, I've, I've told the story in the article exactly as it happened. Didn't leave anything out for people's tender feelings. I told it exactly how it happened. And you, those of you who have listened to the show long enough, remember it's a story. which says, "Do you want to come up?" I go, "Do you want me to come up?" I don't know. Do you want to come up? I go, "It depends on whether you want me to come up." She says, "Well, I'd like you to come up." I go, "Okay, then I will come up." And the whole night was like that. You're gonna sleep on the couch. You're gonna sleep on the bed. You're gonna sleep on the bed. He goes, "I'll sleep. I'll I will sleep wherever you want me to sleep." Well, I guess you can sleep in the bed. I go. Should I be in the bed with you or should I sleep on the couch? Should I be in the bed? So no, you could sleep wherever you'd like to sleep. If you'd like to sleep in the bed with me, that's fine. Okay. Well, if I sleep in the same bed with you, we're gonna have sex or we're not gonna have sex. You won't have sex we never. Oh, oh god damn. It. Yeah. Okay, let's have sex. Well, should I put it put in my diaphragm? Or should I put it my diaphragm? Do you want to? Uh, and, you know, I was so angry by the time we finally got around to having sex that I'm not what I don't have the rapist makeup. I can't get an erection if I'm really angry. So I just like this is not happening. All right. Well, we tried go to sleep. I went to sleep. An hour later, kind of woke up. I was probably relaxed. And I woke up and I had an erection. So I was, oh, OK, finally, we got I mean, I knew she already had her diaphragm and then let's let's have sexual contact. Grabbed her, started making out, put it in. It was fine. Woke up the next morning, gave me a hug, gave me a kiss, told me where there was stuff to buy for breakfast, left, went back to California. Next time I heard about her was a phone call I got saying that I had raped her. I wrote this spazi. You can go to ozy.com and read it. I think on the wrong end of a rape accusation is what the title is. I don't remember But, again, if I see any other hands raised, we're looking at consistent patterns. At one point, my, my wife said something to me. She said, uh, uh, we were meeting somebody, and she was very nervous about me meeting somebody. And, uh, and she said, well, you know, um, he's very unpredictable. This is why she was so nervous about it. She goes, you, on the other hand, are very predictable which made me laugh because it's true. You can go through the entire timeline of my life and you see patterns emerge and they're all the same pattern. Similarly, a McNuggets, or Ben Roethlisberger, or Greg Hardy, or uh, uh, who is that other cat? Oh, take another drink, the poster fell. Uh, uh, Who's the other cat? Anthony Rumble. Uh, All these guys, malefactors. These guys who have who have um, who have uh, 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 have problems with women, documented long term, multiple. What do you think that says about that? What in a court of law in America, do you think that works to their benefit or does not work to their benefit? We, we have the systematic denial of the reality of experience afoot here in America every day where people are like, I don't believe it unless I see it. And if I see it, I'm not even sure I believe it. That's fine. What I'm going to do, what I can, as I can, to live with myself the next day. And I'm not watching the fight. You want commentary on January 18th? I'll tell you what else I'm doing that day. But it won't have anything to do with that fight. I won't be part of this guy's rehab element. I'm not. Do you think? What do you think is going to happen? He has a taste for it. He is not going to stop. It is not just the coke, it is not just the cocaine. I know plenty of people have taken cocaine. And have not anally raped friends of their friends. I know plenty of people who have taken cocaine and have not even been accused of anally raping the friends of their friends. I don't go to movies of people who are are accused of anally raping friends of their friends. I don't buy their books. I don't buy their records. I don't go to their concerts. Yeah, MMA is the combat sport, red light district of sports. I, insofar as possible, I do not aid nor abet the fortunes of anybody. And I got to tell you, when that Miramax comes up before I'm about to watch a film, it sickens me. It sickens me. The only reason I can actually watch them now is because some of them are great movies, but they've been separated from financially benefiting the fucking degenerate that, that ran that company. So if you wanted to see what the community was going to do outside of rape apologist, um, outside of, um, yeah, outside of rape apologist Ariel Hawani, this is what this portion of the community is choosing to do on the January 18th fight. I'm going to go do something nice with my wife, hang out, go to dinner, go to a movie, not watching your fucking monkey show. You and I. Oh, well, okay. What about after five years? They find that guy innocent. You mean after five years, if he finally ups what he's paying her to buy her silence. Well, I'm glad that she I'm glad that she uh, I'm glad that she's getting paid. But, you know, there's shit in your head that you will never get out. Never, ever, ever. And that guy who put me on blast on Twitter where I started talking about his anus, the sad reality of it is, unless that guy is a homosexual, had I had anything to do with his anus, at least in the future going forward, his sexual contact would not consist of having sex with people like me. Fuck Ariel Hawani. Fuck that guy in the ass. Fuck him. If I rape another man, and that man is not a homosexual, that man can maybe compartmentalize the experience and move on with his life. Unless he is a homosexual who has se- who has sex with guys like me, and then that's that's a that's a boulder. Every single time you got those images flood. And this shit that happened to me before I was 12, I can't get out of my head. Forever. I'm 57. Forever. You know, in this regard, and I'm going to wrap up because I've gone way over. In in this regard, I've told you that story about the life in the Balkans. Where there's a ding-dong, guy goes to the door. Are you... Johnson Johnsonovich. Yes, I am. Was your father Johnson Johnsonovich the, the second? Yes, he was. Was your grandfather the, the Johan? But the, the, yes, he was. Was he the great grandfather of the, 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 the? Yes, he was. The guy went back to the fifteen fucking hundreds. It was yes, that's the, my Yes, yes, yes. Pulls out a gun, shoots him. His great great grandfather, going back two hundred years, had trespassed against his guy's relative, and this guy came up. The bill is due. Great line from a notorious BIG song where he says, The kid's a dog, everybody's dying. Well, you know what? It rains on the just and the unjust alike. Were I to be the aggrieved party in this case, I would lay in wait. Because clearly, in wartime, there are no innocents. McNuggets is tempting karma. He could do the right thing. Give this woman $10 million. Say that you were out of your head on coke. Check yourself into rehab. She's not going to file a complaint. It's not like in America where it's like, if you're not, the district attorney is going to push the case. It's going to be the people versus Conor McGregor. You could make a deal that works here. Make that fucking deal. $10 million, whatever it takes, pay her. For those memories that she's got to deal with the rest of her life. She went to the fucking hospital. If it was consensual sex, you would have thought that she would have taken her fucking tampon out. Oh, I'm having my period now. I want to have sex with this man. Best I take my tampon out before I have sexual contact with him. That's not what happened. Had to be removed, documented. So if you want to watch the fight, that's fine. Don't tweet me about it. Don't text me about it. Don't write me about it. As far as I'm concerned, January 18th never happened. Eugene, are you saying you're boycotting the fight? You're goddamn right. That's what I'm saying. So thanks for listening. This has been V90, the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. See you on uh, Monday. Care, don't care happens. uh, Tuesday night at 730, we got If I Did It, followed by If The Shoes Fit. You know, ding-dong, 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 uh, the notification thing on the top of your YouTube thing if you want to be notified. Otherwise, uh, and then we'll see you. I think there's a UFC Washington on Seth. Oh, six times. You're drunk if you've been taking a drink every time the poster falls. So uh, UFC Washington made my picks. Won't be watching the fight live because I only got like five cares on the card. But, 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 but there'll be a show next Sunday. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Look what you made me do!